Look in Ephesians chapter number four and verse number 11, Ephesians four and verse number 11. We're going to be brief today because we have our baby dedication. And, uh, and so we're going to, I want to do this. There was so much I wanted to say about the topic we're going to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to give you basically today, I'm just going to give you the table of contents for the next five weeks. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you each point It's something we're going to take each point and preach the whole uh, message on it next week and the following weeks after that. So today will be the table of contents for the next five weeks. If that makes sense, say amen. Amen. We're not going to spend as much time on each point, uh, but because we just don't have the time and there's a lot I want to say about each point. So we're just going to take it and make a one sermon out of each one. Okay. So let's look in Ephesians chapter four in verse number 11. If you're there, say amen. amen. And he gave some, he's talking about the church, the body of Christ. He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers what are these people for? What are, what, are, what are these particular giftings for? Verse 12. For the, what's that word? Perfecting. Everybody say it. For the perfecting. perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a, unto a perfect man. Unto the measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up. up. Look at your name and tell them, grow up. Yeah, you've been dying to say that for years, hadn't you? May (laughs) May grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even... Even Christ. It's kind of like this. If you want to put it in terms that make sense to us, you, you ask a little child, uh, what do you want to be when you? And they'll say fireman, uh, garbage man, uh, uh, owner restaurant, uh, astronaut. Well, when we are born in Christ, we're a babe in Christ. What do we want to be when we grow up? We want to be Christ. Does that make sense? We want to be Christ. Now look at this next verse, verse 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body under the edifying of itself in love. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings, your mercy, your kindness. Thank you for the, the effort that was made by the youngins, Lord. They, they've done such a great job. Lord, everybody did. Everybody that gave sacrificially. Lord, we want to see Nigeria reach with the gospel of Christ. And God, I pray as we work toward that, not just, not just from what we did last week, but what we're going to do in the future and working and teaming up in this, in this area of the world. I pray that your will be done. I pray that you'll be glorified because you're worthy of praise from every nation. And God will thank you for all that you do. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to, I want to preach for a few weeks on the subject, the perfect Christian. The perfect Christian. Uh, I, I, I love, I love how, how a lot of people say, well, don't judge me. There's nobody perfect. perfect. All right. Uh, here's, here's where we're at in this particular chapter. This word does not mean what you think it means. It's not the word perfect in the way that we use it. In other words, he has a perfect score. In other words, he got it all right. Everything was 
perfect or there was no blemish there. That's not what this word means. And throughout the, and throughout your Bible, that's not what it means. The word means complete. It means complete, thoroughly furnished, having everything needed everywhere. And also means this mature. Say that word with me. Mature, mature, a full age. Now, what is he saying? What is he saying? That God left the church, the body of Christ, people with different giftings to accomplish a purpose. And that is the perfecting of the saints, the maturing of the saints, the developing of the saints so that the saints will not be at the same place. Now, what does he call us? What does he call us when somebody is, is a brand new Christian? They are a what? A babe in Christ. They're a babe in Christ. How many of y'all know? How many, how many of y'all have seen a baby? They about this big, right? Now, if that baby stayed that big for a year, what would you do? You would call a specialist. There's something wrong. Guess what? If you stay a babe in Christ, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Why are you coming here today? Why you, oh, it's Sunday. We're supposed to go to church on Sunday. I hope that's not your answer. I hope it's not because it's your habit to do. I hope it's not just so you can uh, uh, get a check. How many of y'all know there's not a participation trophy in heaven? God's not checking you off the list. Uh, uh, I, I, I can't deal with this. Brother Montgomery, come up here and help me a minute. I got to move this table because I can't see my folks over here. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Let's, let's do this. I want them to see when I'm preaching to them. Let's go over here. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. That better? All right. That's just driving me crazy. Squirrel, squirrel. Amen. All right. Dustin's back there. Oh, God, what's he doing? What's he doing? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You are coming here for a reason. And it's not, you say, well, preach, I'm coming to worship. Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. And that's what we need to do. Amen. We need to come and give praise and honor and glory to our savior. But you're coming, I hope with your Bible in your lap, ready to to learn and to grow and to be perfected, to be perfected. You can't stay at the same place in your Christian life. God doesn't expect you to stay at the same place. Now I want to, I want to show you, I want to show you a few verses here this morning. Matthew five, Matthew five. Let me go back to Genesis 17, 1. These are just some intro verses and we'll jump right into it. Genesis 17, 1. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou, be thou perfect. Matthew 5, 44. Be ye therefore, be ye therefore, even as your father, which is in heaven is perfect. Second Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Colossians 1, 28. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man in Christ Jesus. Now, Hebrews 6, 1 will help us understand this. If you go back, I don't have time, but if you go back and read the last two or three verses of Hebrews 5, you'll understand he's talking about people that have no, they have no ability to consume strong meat. He said strong meat is is for those who are of full age, those who are mature and can handle it. 
There are people in here, there are people in here right now, I I don't deal with certain subjects or I don't go into certain things yet on Sunday morning because there's people here that can't chew it yet. You say, well, I like deep stuff. We've got, we've got a class for that. We can, we've got that covered. Don't worry about that. But there are places that you gotta, you gotta teach to and, and, and understand your crowd. And Paul is saying some of you when, and then he says this, he says, for the time you ought to be teachers. In other words, you've been saved long enough that you should be teaching this stuff, but you have need that I break it back down. And I bring it back down to the milk level because you're not able to handle it because you're not mature. That's what he says in the end of chapter five. Now watch what he says at the beginning of chapter six, verse one. Therefore, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. All right. Here's, here's my point. There is a beginning of everybody's Christian life, right? There's a beginning. It's salvation. You come to understand the truth. You understand the gospel. You place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You repent of your sins and you turn to God and you place your faith. What does it mean to place your faith in? I believe I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross. I'm not going to heaven because I've been good. I'm I'm not going to heaven because I've earned it. I'm going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood for my sins. I've accepted his forgiveness. I've received him. I've turned to him. My faith is in what he did on that cross, not my ability to stay straight. Amen. Amen. So my faith is in Christ. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. That's not the end of the road. That's just the Beginning. beginning. So Paul is saying, leave that. There's so much you need to learn. There's so much you need to know. There's so much you need to do. Keep on going. Go on to perfection or completion. What was happening? He was having to go over the same elementary details that everybody should already know by now, the time and the length they've been saved. Go on. Don't stay where you're at. Don't stay in that spot. You got to go Oh, church say amen. amen. Now here, here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I, I was looking over this and over this and I, I, I'm thinking, I, I, I had to, had a lot of time to think this week. Uh, I was in a place that, 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 anyway, just make a long story short. I had a lot of time to think this week. And so I'm thinking about what, what do I want? You know, he said, I, I, I want to present you perfect before Christ. Now, this is the minister speaking about the ones he's ministering to. In other words, it would be like me as your pastor. One day, one day, I'm going to gather y'all together and we're going to walk through the kingdom of God and we're going to walk through the pearly gates and I'm going to present you to Christ. Now, I got to thinking about what I'm wanting to present. In other words, what I want you to look like, because I'm responsible for you. God, help me. That's right. That's why, that's why the Bible says, don't be giving me grief. It sure does. It says, submit to those who are in authority over you. Don't give them grief. He says, because one day they're going to stand for you. I'm going to give an account for you. Yeah. 
Y'all need to start smiling while I'm preaching. Don't be frowning at me no more. Amen. And I got to thinking, what I want y'all to look like. What is it? What is a perfect Christian? What is a complete Christian? What does, what does a complete Christian look like? I, I know we have our, I know we have our, 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 our motto and our, and our, our theme, loving God, loving others, serving both. That's what a disciple is. One that loves God. He worships one that loves others, you know, in, in small groups and we, we minister to one and, and then we, we, we serve both. But I, I wanted to go into a little more detail. I added a couple of things. I wanted to be more specific. How many of y'all, how many of y'all are like me and, and, and you need things real easy to understand? I don't need any generics. I don't, I don't need any uh, assumptions. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't need to have to think about this. I, I need Tammy to make me a list with main points and sub points. Amen. Don't just assume that I'm going to know it because I'm not. Make it easy on me. Tell me something. So that's what I got to thinking. What is a perfect Christian? What is a complete Christian? What, what is, what, what, when we walk through the gates and he makes this list, what do we want it to look like? So I'm going to give you the table of contents. I don't have time to go into each one. So I, I, I decided I'm going to take each one and preach a whole message on it. In other words, next week, we're going to start with number one, and that's going to be a whole message on that. So let me give you, so don't get upset if I'm not going into detail. It's like taking all I can do because it's just not in me not to do this, but I'm just going to go fast through this. Number one, what does a perfect Christian look like? What does a perfect Christian look like? Is it one that that never fails? No, no. Uh, uh, Peter was a pretty good Christian, and he he, he failed regularly, right? Right? Uh, so, so it's not somebody who never makes mistakes. That's not what it looks like. But here's, here's what a perfect Christian, a, a complete Christian, one who is a sharing Christian, <clears throat> write that down, sharing Christian. And it's not what you think. It's not what you think. Don't grab your wallet. That's not what I'm after. I'm talking about sharing your faith, sharing your faith. Do you realize the Bible says, be ready always Sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. Do you know in the New Testament time, if you go through the book of Acts, it would be unheard of for a Christian not to tell somebody else about who they believe in. When they were being persecuted, the Bible says they went everywhere preaching the gospel and, and it, not, not as a sermon, not standing on a platform. They were telling everybody about the Christ that they believed in about the savior that delivered them from their sin. Are y'all with me? And when you run into Jesus, the first thing that people did when they found Jesus is they went to go tell somebody else about what they found. He first findeth his own brother. The woman at the well, she had to do, she went right back to the city, ran to the city and tell, let me tell you about somebody who told me everything. First thing they did, they wanted to share their faith. It is, it is, it is impossible. It is unheard of for a Christian to be a secret. It can't be. There's no such thing as a secret service. Are y'all with me? People should know you're a Christian. Why? They hear you talking about it. They hear your faith. You say, well, people, everybody shares their faith. Not if that was the case, there wouldn't be an empty sickness building. Yeah. 
Yes. God has called us all to share our faith. And we'll talk about that next week. Number two. Number two. Not only are they a sharing Christian, a sharing Christian, a perfect Christian is a sharing Christian. A complete Christian is a sharing Christian. They're going to share their faith. And and understand this, understand this. I'm not saying that you got to stand up in the middle of the airport and preach and say, you turn or burn, you're going to hell. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying this, the people that are close to you, they should know what you believe. And the people that Jesus has put you in contact with, there shouldn't be a question about who you are, what you believe or where you go. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Number two, number two, don't miss this Sunday. Put your steel toe boots on this day. A perfect Christian, a complete Christian is a sanctified Christian. A sanctified Christian. What, what What do you mean? What do you mean? He is a, he is a, salvation, salvation is not a process. Salvation, you are not being saved. If somebody, if if you ask somebody, are you saved? I'm working on it. No, that's not how that works. Nobody, nobody is in the process of being saved. You either are or you ain't. Are y'all with me? Salvation is, is, is something that takes place. It's, it's, it's an event. It's a one-time situation. It is something that takes place when you put your faith in the Lord. Boom. He saves you. It's a done deal. It happens instantaneously. You are moved from darkness unto light, from death unto life. Somebody say amen. But sanctification is a process. Sanctification is a process. All right, let me, let me, let me give you a verse. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is. Say that with me. He, he is. I mean, boom, immediately. He's a new creature. The moment he places his faith in Christ, boom, immediately. He's a new creature. He's a brand new creature. He is in Christ. God has saved him. God has redeemed him. God has delivered him. Uh, There is regeneration that has taken place. Are y'all with me? Instantaneously, he's a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Now watch this. All things are. And all things are. Ah, Some of y'all missed the word. You just skipped the word and jumped right on into new. It says all things are become new. That's the process. In Christ is salvation. Boom, instantly. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Boom, instantly a new creature. But, but old things are passed away. Behold, all things are. Here's, here's the way to, here's the way to understand that. Preacher Brown was in the Waffle House. And that's, that's, anyway, anyway, he was in the Waffle House and he said, ma'am, he said, are you, are you saved in a Christian? He said, and she knew Preacher Brown. I mean, he goes in there all the time. He said, Reverend, I want you to know I'm saved and I'm trying to be a Christian. You see the difference? We begin at salvation. Listen, but there is a process of sanctification. A process of moving you from where you were to where he wants you to be. A process of moving you from being the old person to being like Christ. 
This is where Romans uh, 8.28 really comes into being and, and, and you really start understanding this. You remember it says, for all things, say that with me, for Work together for the good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose. What is his purpose? Verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. He starts a process of sanctification. What does that mean? Washing, cleansing, cleaning you up. In other words, when you get saved, everything's different. Boom. But there's stuff God's got to work on you. There's stuff God's got to work on you. My dad, he had some, he had some habits when he first got saved. Uh, uh, Hank smoking and, 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 and red man, red man chewing tobacco. I mean, he, he said he looked like a chipmunk. He got two chews out of one bag. I mean, he, you got some jaws. Say amen. Come on now. He said one of the hardest things he ever gave up was his red man. And if he gets to heaven and found out he could have it, he's going to be mad. what he said. I'm just telling you his testimony. He said there was a lot of things God fixed. Boom. Immediately. But there was some stuff that God was working on me. God was working on me. And God started getting things out of my life and putting things into my life. What is a perfect Christian? A sanctified Christian? Let me give you a couple verses and we'll move to number three. It says in Leviticus 27, 20, chapter 20, verse seven. Sanctify yourselves, therefore, and be ye for I am the Lord, your God. First Peter one, he said, that's the Old Testament. First Peter one fifteen. But as he which hath called you is, so be ye in all manner of conversation. The word conversation, when we say conversation, we're talking about talking. The word conversation here means behavior. In other words, the way we act. Be ye holy in all manner of behavior. Because it is written, be ye for I am holy. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that old fashioned biblical holiness is a topic or a subject that is greatly missing in today's Christian society. You say, how do you know? It's because of stuff we're doing. The stuff we are tolerating. Not just the stuff we're tolerating, but the stuff we're glamorizing. Stuff that years ago, when it would be known or said as of a Christian, then it would be shameful. And now we're posting it all over social media. Holiness. It's no wonder the world thinks Christians are a bunch of hypocrites. I, I, was, I was looking on social media this week. And there was somebody that posted on there that I know is, is a drunk. A drunk. Drunkard. I'm just using a Bible term. Don't get all tore out, bent out of shape. If I use a Bible term, it's legal in a church, wouldn't you say? Let's not, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. Let's not try to dress this up. It is what it is. And has got on social media several times in that condition. And something was said, something was said about 
same sex marriage or, 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 you know, that, that realm of, 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 of society and, 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 and this person gets on there and just all of, all against it and said, I'm against it because I'm a Christian. Now I'm thinking, when did this happen? Now, let me tell you something. If I think that's hypocritical, what do you think the world thinks? We are destroying the message of Christ because we have foregone holiness. I know what I know what year we're in. I know it's not popular anymore. I know we want to just hear what we want to hear. But I'm telling you. That's still in the Bible. Be ye holy for I am holy. A perfect Christian is a sanctified Christian. One who is clean. Well, I, nobody's perfect. Okay. Are you different? Are you standing out? Come out from among them and be ye separate. Say it. Why would a Christian want what we have when we look the same as they do? And I'm not saying look as far as clothing. I'm just talking about in behavior. Holiness. Number three. Number three. A perfect, a complete, mature Christian is a, is a sharing Christian. We are sharing our faith. We're sharing our belief. We're sharing the truth that we have. But he's also a sanctified Christian. Number three, he's a sacrificial Christian. He's a sacrificial Christian. <clears throat> He gives generously. Second Corinthians nine verse six says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. And he that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he hath purpose in his heart. So let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make grace, all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good Work. One of the one of the the biggest symptoms, one of the biggest symptoms of immaturity and not just immaturity, but being unconverted is stinginess. Stinginess. Uh, uh, In other words, not being generous for God so loved the world that he gave the father gave his son. The son gave his life. Why does God want you to give? Is he broke? God's not broke, is he? He, He's not. Listen, whether you give or not is not going to determine whether or not he can pay his bills. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns it all, including everything in here, everybody in here, everything in everybody's pocket in here is his. So why does he want us to do that? Why does he want us to be generous? To be like him. To be like him. Last week, y'all showed yourself. You showed your generosity. You showed your love. You showed your care. One of the greatest ways that you are like Christ is when you give. A complete Christian, a, a, a perfect Christian is one who is not afraid to give. Who trusts God enough that when he does get, not just afraid to give, I'm talking about happy to give. Do you know that verse when it says God loveth a cheerful giver? 
Do you know the word cheerful there? It means hilarious, <laughs> delirious. Ha 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 ha. Not oh me. You know you're maturing. You know, you know you're maturing when you can't wait for church to start so you can give what God's blessed you with. And I, I listen, that's, I, there's so much I want to say, but that'll be three weeks from now. <clears throat> you know, I shouldn't tell you this. I'm going to mix it up so you don't know which one I'm going to preach so you can lay out on me. Number four, number four. A perfect Christian, a perfect Christian, number one is a sharing Christian, sharing our faith. Let's, 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 let's make sure we understand what I'm talking about there. We, a perfect Christian shares his, faith. shares his faith. faith, number one. Number two, a complete, a perfect Christian is one who is sanctified, sanctified, holy, be ye holy for I am holy. Number three, a, 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 a perfect Christian, a complete Christian is one who is definitely sacrificial. He is a generous giver. He's sacrificial. Now, number four, he is a serving Christian. He is a serving Christian. Now look what it says in verse number 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Now, why does he give pastors and teachers here in this element to perfect, to develop, to mature the saints for the Work. Say that with me. For the of the ministry. Why has God placed me here to develop you? Because you have work to do. We all have a ministry. Whether you know it or not, if you are a child of God, you have a ministry. You have a responsibility. There is God is expecting you to be a servant. Say that with me. God is expecting you to be a say it again. God is expecting you to be a servant. Now I know that is not natural. That is not natural. We do not get that. Matter of fact, we are greedy naturally. We are lustful naturally. Our nature is one that wants to take what don't belong to us. Ask Adam and Eve. That's our, that's our old nature. That's what comes natural to us. It is unnatural to be unselfish. It is unnatural to be serving and have a servant's heart. We are born with a stubborn, we are born with a selfish nature. What does a little baby say? What is his favorite words? Mine! He can have 10 toys in his pocket and one little baby across the room has one, but that one is mine. Are y'all with me? And, and Jesus had to spend three and a half years with his disciples to break them out of that. It even, it was so bad. It was so bad. They were wanting, hey, we're, which side of the throne we going to sit on? Can we, we want, we want to be one on the right and one on the left. Who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? And Jesus is like, are you not paying attention people? To the point that the night, the night he was uh, arrested to be executed the next day, the night he was arrested, he had to take off his outer garment and wash their feet. He said, don't you get it, guys? If I, your Lord and master, have done this for you, you need to do this for one another. Now, here, here's, here's something. There are denominations that's taken this 
to the point that what he's saying is we should all be foot washing people. That we should all have a, a, a have a service for the purpose of washing feet. That's not the point. He served them. The point was this. If you want to be great, serve. Not just great. He says, if you want to be happy. He said, you see what I did? Happy are ye if you do this. What? Wash feet? Not necessarily. It means serve. It means humble yourself and do what other people won't do. Do the menial task, but serve. You are a servant. I didn't come to be ministered to. Jesus says, I came to serve. He came and was fashioned as a man. Right? Remember Philippians? Let this mind, this way of thinking be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. You know what we've created in today's church society? Consumers. What, what, what do they have for the kids? What do they have for this? And what do they offer here? And what it's like we're it's like we're shopping for for a. a it is not, dear Heavenly Father, where would you have me be? Where do you want me to serve? Where do you want me to be involved? Where do you want me to be plugged in? You ask most people, what's important to you? What do you look for in a church? And they start naming stuff that the church can provide. Very rarely do they say a place that preaches the word. They put up with foolishness in the pulpit because there's a playground in the parking lot. And I'm not saying, I'm just saying this. I'm just saying this. We have a consumer mentality. We have a Burger King mentality. Some of you are like, what? Some of you kids don't know what I'm talking about. You can't have it your way. Some of you are old enough to remember that commercial. Are y'all with me? It's not about us. It's never been about us. Worship is not our favorite song, what we would rather have, what we would rather hear. It's about the king. But no, we come and sit, feed me, feed me. We get here, we sit, soak and sour and go home. Let me say it again. Sit. Soak and sour. Bless me. Where did that come from? A church of 2,500 to 3,000 people. And we don't have enough volunteers to help. Do you know it takes 300, 300 volunteers every single Sunday to make one service happen? And we have people that are supposed to be Christians, supposed to be mature, and are willing to sit in a chair and receive all the blessing and go home and offer no help. And that's not mature. And that's not Christian. If you're here, if you're here for the very first time, I'm not talking to you. If you're here twice, I'm talking to you. You've been here long enough. It's time to get with it. (laughs) Moving right along. 
Galatians 5, 12. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not that liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love. Say it with me. But by what? Serve one another. Serve one another. Mark 10, 42. But Jesus called them to him and saith unto them. Ye know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them and their great ones exercise authority upon them. And, and it says, but so shall it not, but so shall it not be among you. So I'm at the church, the body of Christ, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. It just means to serve and whosoever you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. You know what he's saying? I'm not going to send you up a ladder. I haven't already climbed. Look at your neighbor and say, Hey chief. If you're the chief, you're the servant. We'll, we'll deal with that some week. I'm not going to tell you which one. <clears throat> Number five. What, what is a perfect Christian? One who is a, a sharing Christian. He's sharing his faith regularly. Uh, number two, he's a sanctified. He's a holy person. He, number three, he is a sacrificial. He's a sacrificial Christian. Number four, he is a serving Christian. But then number five, write this down. He's a studying, a studying Christian. If you want to word it this way, this, this way I really wanted to do it, but it didn't sound right when I put it down on paper. A perfect Christian is a, <clears throat> is a sharing, sacrificial, uh, sanctified, serving student. Student. He's a studying Christian. I was sitting in a place where I had a lot of time to think, I told you. <clears throat> Because I get bored easily, so I started thinking about, about stuff and, and all of this stuff. I want temple. And when I say temple, I'm talking about y'all, not this building, not this property. But the people I'm responsible for. The people one day that I'm going to walk through the pearly gates and, and, and face the Lord and bring y'all with me. Amen. Those that are saved. What do I want you to look like? And what, what do I want it to be said about you? That you are people of the book. In other words, you are students of the word. Students of the word. You know your Bible. I don't want anybody out here to get confused or get tripped up by, by false teachers outside of these doors. And by charlatans and by people lying in wait to deceive. You remember what we said in that verse? We're, I don't want you to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. I want you to know what you believe and know why you believe it. And the only way that can happen is you got to be a student of the word. And it cannot. And we're, gonna, we're, we're making some adjustments. We're making some adjustments in our ministry here. Where I'm going to be able to spend more time in the word to bring the word and it's going to be awesome. And we're already starting and making some adjustments already, but it's going to be in a greater deal. But you've got to do your part too. The Bible says study. Say that with me. Study. Say it with me. 
study to show thyself approved unto God a workman needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm going to lead the way, but I need you to follow. I need you to be a student of the word. I want you to know your Bible. I want you to love your Bible. This is what I found out. The more you know your Bible, the more you love your Bible. We can't be, we can't be ignorant. We can't, we can't be in a place where we don't, listen, you don't need to have to call the preacher when something, you need to know what you know. Are y'all with me? Say this with me. This year, year, I'm a student. This year, year, I'm going back to school school. on the corner of Campground Road. (laughs) Amen. They know their book. There's nothing. And if you look through the book of Hebrews, I don't have time this morning, but brother Dole or Dustin, y'all come on up and get do y'all stuff. Uh, Jalen, y'all come on up. Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is there is something about the word that matures us from the inside out. We have to be students of the word. The the more you know the word, the stronger you're going to be. And the stronger you are, watch this, this is what I like, the more confident. Say that with me, the more confident you're going to be. And you're going to be able to, and the more confident you are, the more you're going to share what you know. And all God's people say it. 